And because we've gone through pretty much every adventure imaginable with our friends at Bayside High here on the Save by Nostalgia podcast, of course, by season three, it's time to delve into the chess world. We're going to be doing that with this episode, which is Check Your Mate from season three as we continue on with our Save by the Bell reviews. We're going to be doing it with a very special guest, Matt Kaminsky, who played the role of Peter Brezhnev, the Russian chess player, the foreign exchange student here on this episode. Noah, this is one of those episodes that here in the middle of season three, when there's a lot going on, this is one of those episodes where I say there's a whole lot going on for not much going on. I think you coined that phrase, but here we are with Check Your Mate. We finally made it. We absolutely did, and I can't wait to catch up with uh, Matt Kaminsky. You mentioned it, Peter Brezhnev himself, and uh, hopefully we'll be able to do a scene with him uh, at the end, and uh, maybe he can recall his Russian accent. We're going to call on it, so I hope he has it in store. So we start off here with uh, the action hot and heavy. We have a chess tournament going on at Bayside High, and uh, Zach Morris and Jesse are calling the action for KKTY. I think it's funny the way Zach is sort of playing this off as if he's calling a football game or something. Uh, <laughs> just saying. But unfortunately, our favorite nerd, Franklin Finkley, is crushed by uh, Arnold Dilton of St. Murray's. Um, and it is, Zach had a great quote here, nothing more than geek to geek combat. Nothing more thrilling than that. And I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I loved it. But I thought I expected more out of Franklin. I thought he, uh, being kind of one of the resident nerds of Saber the Bell, would be better at chess and uh, hold the Bayside name high, but no, that's left to Screech, who crushes Stephen Bijou from St. Murray's, which we will later learn that it is a reform school and they haven't seen a girl in years. <laughs> that's right. Um, it, it's funny, Screech is a chess champion. I guess it makes sense. We haven't really found a lot for Screech to do other than being kind of an annoying sidekick, but now here he has a purpose and he has a girlfriend. Violet is back, your favorite character. Uh, Violet, played by your favorite actress, Tori Spelling. She is back for this episode. Screech has a purpose again. He does, and uh, Violet gives Screech uh, his lucky beret. And uh, that's where we kind of finally figured this out, that it takes Screech a lucky beret to win this thing. And uh, after Screech beats Stephen Bijou, he's going on to the finals to take on Valley. And uh, Zach and Slater, of course, have to take advantage of that and uh, of Screech and him going to the championship. And they're going to be selling merchandise, Screech T-shirts. He's wearing the beret. They're selling them for 10 bucks a pop. I mean, who can pass up a deal like that? Um, favorite part of the episode. It happens within the first two minutes, and it is the girls, uh, Lisa and Kelly, I, as the cheerleaders here. And, and I'm just going to go ahead and it's concentrate. Or I'm sorry. Quiet down. Concentrate. Come on, Screech. Think, chessmate. Genius? <laughs> yes? I think so. I think it was genius. I thought you did that really well, too. Uh, I think you could be a cheerleader. I mean, maybe that somewhere you went wrong in high school. I mean, maybe you could have been a male cheerleader. So Screech t-shirts are available. Little bony arms are what's happening today. And as per usual, if Zach creates a money-making scheme, people bum-rush him with money in hand trying to buy whatever it is. In this case, it's Screech t-shirts. And um, my, have, why haven't we been able to replicate these to sell on our website? Yeah, we've tried. Uh, we've made several Say by the Bell t-shirts at dreamtshirts.weebly.com if you'd like to go check them out. Uh, but we just haven't been able to replicate that uh, kind of mob mentality that only Zach Morris can create. But they're there, and then in walk Vinny and Guy Guy, uh, from Valley, they said they hitched a ride on a garbage truck to get to the max, and they're they're here to make a bet with Zach and Slater on the championship. And uh, Screech 
comforts Zach and Slater, says, hey, it's no big deal, because they thought it was Spencer, and Screech beats Spencer all the time, but he's transferred, so in comes Peter Brezhnev, Meat Valley's foreign exchange student. Not only is he Russian, Clint, but he's also from the Soviet Union. <laughs> he is, and um, we have a great scene there where Screech, after figuring out that uh, Mr. Brezhnev is from Russia and his family helped invent chess, that he has no chance to win. So he has effectively uh, psyched out Screech. Um, and even though that there's this big bet going on, of course, with Zach and Slater involved, there's going to be a bet because why would anyone else care to watch a chess match other than that there's money riding on it? So uh, we have all the elements here of a Save by the Bell episode. Um, and it kind of harkens me back a little bit to some of the earlier seasons, uh, one and two, where you've kind of got this bet. You've got these over-the-top characters from Valley, and it kind of kind of um, reminds me a little bit of the episode, uh, the the Save the Tiger episode, where they're uh, yeah. stealing mascots a little bit. So it kind of harkens me back to that. Um, but so far, ha, I'm dialed in. I am, and I love the line where they're trying to get Screech's confidence back. Uh, that Slater's like, oh, don't worry about them, Screech. They're all talk. And Screech says, I know, but they're saying the right words. <laughs> uh, then you've got this hot girl walking in, claiming to be Allison Fox from Chess Boy Magazine, which is, I have a subscription to that as well. Uh, definitely good bathroom reading. And she would like to check out his moves. Screech is considered the Kevin Costner of the chess circuit. Um, we later are going to find out Allison is a spy from Valley, but I always like this little element. You've got this uh, beautiful woman coming in trying to uh, distract Screech from his girlfriend and sort of take down this whole thing. Absolutely. And it's not Playboy magazine. Please don't get confused. This is Chess Boy magazine that we're talking about. And uh, another scene I love is the chess club doing finger flexes. And uh, Franklin Finkley, oh no, no more, coach. You're pushing us too hard. I love Franklin. We've tried to get him on the show several times and he's like an agent now and doesn't really do interviews about his past, but I think he's one of my favorite nerds. And uh, yeah, you get that great scene with the chess club doing finger flexes and they don't want to get uh chest finger before the big match. So Screech is sort of let off the hook like an NFL veteran in training camp. So <laughs> Screech is invited to the chess boy mansion where they have a pond shaped pool. Of course, all this, a huge play off of uh, the playboy mansion and playboy magazine. Uh, Violet is out of here and um, maybe for the better, but she's had enough of this girl trying to swindle Screech and uh, take over her man, so to speak. Yeah, I mean, like you said, uh, Violet is upset. She's writing Screech's slime on her locker uh, and says that uh, she's just so mad and it's so hard not to get jealous when you're dating such a high-risk hunk. And uh, but just Tori Spelling in that scene and just all together, I just can't stomach it. It's uh, she's mad, but she's not playing it. Or I didn't like the acting and it's just awful to me. Well, yeah. And you've also have a situation here where um, Zach is being shut down by Allison frequently. And I always like that element. Like, OK, she's clearly all business, just trying to get this done. Like Zach's obviously, you know, the pop most popular guy in Bayside, but she's dating Guy Guy Masterson from valley so she has no interest in zach but i always like the moments where zach gets shut down we'll see it later in screech's spaghetti sauce with robin and i just it's just always kind of a funny dynamic when someone's trying to hit on screech and they have paid no never mind to zach yeah i mean that just makes no sense but obviously this is a, a part of a bigger plot here line that uh, she's turning down zach it's uh, not just a run of the mill no i just like screech better but 
Screech isn't sure about this party, and he's wondering, uh, asking Violet for her opinion, and he pulls his pants down, not sure which uh, trunks to wear to the party, and then Building walks down, just kind of whistling a tune, and I'd wear the blue ones, because they bring out your eyes, and I just love that little part in the episode. It might be one of my favorite parts in the episode. It's just kind of a throwaway as Building's just walking down, whistling a tune, and says that. I just love it. Well, they kind of re- the guys reveal the plot. They said they've kind of figured out what's happened here. They've stolen Screech's beret, so they try to replace it with a fake. Um, and now they're also trying to sell the lucky berets as well. Of course, more money making schemes. Um, but uh, in the middle of all this, they're going to kidnap Peter the Russian. Um, they are at the chess match. They say that uh, there's not much time to take this picture, so that's why we're rushing you. And Zach. Yes. Mark Paul can barely get the line out. He's laughing so hard. It's great stuff there. It is. They caught him into a pregame photo. It's an American custom. Even if you lose, they have a picture of you still smiling. So that's kind of the ploy to get him. They throw him into the closet, and you hear all this ruckus, like he just falls on a bunch of stuff. And Zach comes out dressed as Peter, and so that's their plan. Um, Slater says that Zach asked him to fill in for the commentary and said, uh, Zach's just not feeling himself. And so then uh, Zach comes in dressed as Peter Brezhnev and sits down, and he is going to play Screech in the championship match. Well, before we get to the stunning conclusion, we've got to welcome our guest. It's Matt Kaminsky, who played this uh, Russian chess player, uh, Peter Brezhnev, in the episode. Matt, welcome to the show. It's going to be great to get into this with you. How is everything going? I'm there. How are you guys? Oh, it is uh, great to talk to you, Matt. How's everything going? I assume you, like us, are somewhere... um, shut in and just trying to find something to do so here we are right (laughs) so so here we are i appreciate you guys uh reaching out yeah it's a little crazy la is where are you guys located we're we're in missouri so we're just now starting to get into some 60s and 70s weather you've had it for this whole time so you know good for you i'm I'm glad you're not in the lower (laughs) we usually are we're slow to catch up uh but you this is just such a pleasure and i'll tell you it's funny because you know, you've done you've done so much in your career from NCIS to Boston Legal and so many tremendous appearances on so many great shows. And here there are two guys in Missouri wanting to talk to you about a show you, you did one time. You played a Russian character on one show. You had just a few lines on. And 30 years later, we're still talking about it. That's that's pretty cool or very it's strange. One funny. of the two. definitely strange the thing that's uh, amazing about that show is that it doesn't matter where you go um i mean sometimes that's probably one of the things most people are excited to hear that you've done that's very yeah and you were in uh say by the bill a new class as travis you're going to be in this reboot say by the bill 2020 as a delivery man Uh, just kind of talk about your relationship with peter angle and what this show means to you throughout the years well, you know, Peter Engel was a real nice guy. So really the whole thing started because I was a student at Cal State Northridge in, um, I think it was 1990. I was doing a play at school, uh, Dangerous Liaisons. Uh, and I, you know, I actually took initiative and I mailed out to all the local casting directors, inviting them to come see me in this play. Nobody came except for one casting director. And that was Robin Lippin's office for mm-hmm. Saved by the Bell sent her associate to come see me in this play. And at intermission, I got summoned to meet them uh, backstage, the casting people. 
And she just said, you're amazing in this. I want you to come in for a show we're doing called Saved by the Bell. And I hadn't even heard of it at that time. It was like, like I said, it was like 1990. Yeah. And I think I had one credit to my name at that point. I was new to SAG um, and I was just th thrilled. And I came in and uh, that's how the whole thing started was actually with the casting office. And, uh, and then... Peter Engel was a really, really nice guy. Don Barnard, I think, was the yep. director of this episode. And, you know, here I am doing this, this play where it's, you know, based in realism, uh, the dangerous liaisons, etc. And I come in thinking this is like a serious acting job. <laughs> and uh, the very first day, so I'm playing this, this Russian with very seriousness, you know, playing it for realism. And l you literally hear Don Barnard scream from the the his chair cut cut you know matt come here and i said yeah what's wrong and he goes you are this is not your plays this is not anything else you're doing you are a live cartoon that's what this show is that's literally the words he said to me you are a live cartoon uh so please be a cartoon and that was the direction he gave me and uh uh that was kind of how the whole thing went down. And, and uh, I, I remember really fondly. I mean, it's so funny because I, I knew none of these people. Mark Paul Gosler, Mario Lopez. I was kind of the older kid. They were probably three or four years younger than me. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm trying to remember some of the stuff. But I, I, I shouldn't say this, but I was a bad kid. You know, I was smoking cigarettes back then. <gasps> in, in college, I know. <laughs> and... Uh, I would never do it now. I can't even believe I was a smoker. But I was 19 and I was smoking cigarettes. And, you know, these kids, Mark and and uh, Mario, were not allowed to do anything under their contracts. Oh, so wow. I was standing outside at breaks taking a cigarette and they would come up behind and literally say, can I have a hit? You know, <laughs> uh, quick, sneak one, you know, and I go, yeah, here you go. <laughs> wow. Um, uh, what else happened on that episode? Uh, Peter Angle was very nice guy. Uh, Tori Spelling was on that episode. And I think it was yeah. like one of the first ones that she'd done on Saved by the Bell. And he was ribbing her all the time about her father. You know, hey, Tori, you know, tell Aaron this. Hey, Tori, I bet Aaron wouldn't do that. Hey, Tori, you know. <laughs> um, That's great. Yeah, it was cool stuff. Um, yeah, but it's strange. So they were just, you know, it was, it was, uh, I, I thought nothing of it afterwards other than it was cool that I got another job. And then everywhere I went, people were like, you're the Russian chess player. Oh my God. You know, it's like, it's, I had no idea the show was as big as it was until even years later when I would be places and, you know, like uh, my niece would introduce me to a friend of hers and say, yeah, this is my uncle. And, and he was on safe by the belt. What? You know, they would go crazy. And, um, it was, it was kind of cool. And then years later, I, uh, I don't even know how many years later, it wasn't too long later. I did the, the new class mm -hmm. and, um, that was fun as well. I mean, uh, we, we shot that at a place called Calamigos ranch out here in Los Angeles. And, uh, funny, there's a, you know, um, Natalia Sigliuti. Do you know who she is from the new class? Oh, yes, yes. Yep. Yeah. So we actually end up, we play poker together now. It's all, It was all a coincidence, <laughs> but she's in a poker league with me, and I play poker with her. Awesome. So, 
Yeah, so there's a lo- uh, lot of connections to this over the years. It, it is, and it's funny that there is, and I think that we, that's uh, a lot of the things that you've said echo a lot of the guests we've have on as we're you know going through uh, each episode for our podcast, and it's funny, so many people have the, the similar story to you, as you as you know they've done all these things and people keep recognizing them from this, and it was one episode or it was two in some cases, and people are just they're so drawn to this. I mean, what what does that say about a show like this that you had Don Barnhart telling you you're in a live cartoon, yet 30 years later it endears more than just about anything that's that happened from that era? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it's so strange. I think what happens, what my my take on it is that at least back then, you know, Saturday morning was a big time. This was a daytime show, right? At least I believe it was back then. Um, and there were, there were 400 channels and mobile devices and everything else. So it was something that the certain kids of an age range in that era got together kind of in a communal fashion. They had one thing that they, they got around and it was like a show like this. So the, the amount of nostalgia that it carries for people, I think is probably what's still giving it legs today. So, I mean, obviously they wouldn't revamp the show today if there weren't if they didn't believe there was still an audience for it 30 years later you know and uh i was originally up for uh i would say a a a larger role on this new uh version of it and Mm -hmm. ended up they ended up going a different direction but then they said offer me this uh this other one and i'm like yeah of course just for the uh just to do it would be great just to be part of it and uh, i can't remember the kid's name who's the lead of the new one but you know, the, the cast was very sweet in the new one. And they were just like, no way you were on the original. I said, yeah, it was like literally my second job ever was Saved by the Bell. <laughs> you know, they were just blown away by it because now they're kind of carrying the torch of this whole whole new thing. It was, it was fun to be there again. Well, I love that's amazing. And, I, you know, I'd seen some things like maybe that uh, I didn't know if if you knew if the entire production of the season was shot because it looked like maybe during, uh, during the, given the parlance of our times, that some of the production had been shut down. But then it kind of seems like a lot of this had already been shot. So do you do you know kind of where? I actually have production? no idea. I wish I could tell yeah. you guys. Uh, even if I could, I couldn't. Uh, they have NDA for this new show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I all I can tell. I mean, I I know uh, they don't even reveal that much to all of us. I mean because they're so concerned about privacy these days of the storylines and things like that. Um, I only know really what you guys probably have read about what the series is, yeah. is even about. Um, it's not as uh, campy, I should say, that that I'll tell you on, on this. Uh, there's no live audience like we did back in the day. Um, it's, uh, and it's not as large and campy as the original, but it's I think it's right for the style of, of what people are watching these days, you know? Yeah. I have no idea if they finished it or not, honestly, but uh, I can't imagine that they did. I think they were supposed to go all the way through May, possibly April. I don't know. I really gotcha. Don't know. Yeah. Well, we'll be on the lookout for that for sure. But going back to your original appearance in 1990, you mentioned Don Barnhart said uh, you're in a live cartoon. I was kind of wondering how did you interpret that as an actor and use that moving forward? And then the Russian accent, like where did that come from uh, for yourself? And did you have to do any research on that and kind of get that down? Yeah, that's funny. Um, so 
Yeah, I was 19. I knew very little. I was taking dialect classes in, in, as a theater major. I really knew very little about doing a, a Russian accent. I just, uh, I, I remember going to Samuel French bookstore and buying with a cassette tape. That's how long ago it was. <laughs> and, you know, listening to it over and over and going into this uh, with, you know, my best version of, of that at the time. And to be honest with you, I was a little, I remember feeling humiliated at the time, like, I do not want to be big, you know, I don't want to be a cartoon. When Don Barnhart shouted that out, it was like, yeah, literally, I remember two or three times he would say, no, bigger, no, bigger, you know, well, yeah, I would sit there, whatever the lines were, you know, you, you're trying to play for realism. And he would say, no, again, bigger, you know, and you just have kind of ended up going with it. So everything what in his eyes, at least the direction of the show was they wanted to see you eye rolling, you know, major big eye rolls. They wanted oh, yeah. to see you uh, react like I think you can even see on this show the character of Screech when it was when they first started was actually kind of he was actually kind of based in in a much more realistic yep. um, character. And as time grew on, he became this <laughs> over the top, over the top, crazy reacting, crazy <laughs> yeah. voice, you know, whatever thing. But he was a sweet kind of natural actor when he was young i thought you know but that's the direction they went and obviously it became very very popular doing it that way. i mean for whatever reason that's what it was you know and uh yeah i just remember feeling a little humiliated but just going with it. i mean you had no choice but to go with it matt i tell you we've uh, teased this to uh, to our listeners we're just excited <laughs> we've uh, noah sent you over uh, some some very deep and meaningful uh, lines that you've probably <laughs> recited so many oh, times yes, since I then. To, I, I read it then, and I forgot to look at that again this morning. And so you, we we got to uh, kind of end with this because it's kind of what we do with our with our guests on the show. It's been tremendous. So you just let us know when when uh, you are ready, and I will call scene, and this magic will happen. All right. Let me see if I can find this here again. You sent it in Messenger, right? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There we go. All right. And scene. I have your queen and you're in check with an Arabian night trap. What do you do? Ha. Huh. It's simple. I use the Spassky Bishop block. The Spassky Bishop block? How do you know about that? Spassky is my uncle, although Aunt Sophia has thicker mustache. And scene. And Great scene. <laughs> that was, that was, I was honestly try not to laugh there usually when someone hasn't done you know some of these lines in so many years like we've had some go off the rails and that one was hilarious <laughs> like that was spot on and great so matt we can't thank you enough man for coming on and doing this with us man it's been such a pleasure thanks so I much i appreciate dude. you guys asking keep uh doing what you do i hope you guys are staying safe during all of yeah. this and it's actually great that i mean what you do gets to keep going on because it's always been remote right yeah, yeah, we uh, we've spent the last eight years trying to create a sports and entertainment brand, and then sports and entertainment ended. But we're keeping it rolling nonetheless. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna find a way. So thank well, you I so much. Well, I appreciate the interest, and thanks for reaching out to me. Uh, I, um, I enjoyed talking with you guys. Thanks, thanks Absolutely. a lot. Matt. It was an honor. We'll look for you in the reboot, and uh, as same to you, man. Stay safe. Well, there you hear it from Matt's perspective as we get to the last. Uh, reel of the episode here. You've got Zach coming in to play Screech, and you could tell Mark Paul just uh, whenever he's in moments like this, he always gets this like uncomfortable 
way about him and he like puts his hand over his face while he's walking down to play Screech. It's just a kind of a funny uh, Mark Paul stuff where he like whenever he was Bambi, he clearly like walked out and like was, um, you know, moved by the audience's reaction and kind of the same thing here where he's now dressed as this Russian. He's got this wig on. And he sort of puts his hand over his face. He's kind of smiling like he does. He's kind of uncomfortable in his own skin playing this other character. He is. You can definitely tell that whenever he has to dress up, which is uh, surprisingly many times throughout this series. Uh, but uh, Slater's calling the commentary. He says, call it a hunch, but I think Screech is going to kick that commie's butt. And uh, Jesse has to correct him. That's not proper. And so uh, Slater revises it and says, oh, what I meant uh, was kick that commie's hiney. And uh, Jesse kind of gives the big eye roll, and uh, th that's not what I meant. But Belding has to just kind of ease the tensions in these uh, delicate times. And the Ruskies are our friendskies. <laughs> this is an episode that would never fly today. Um, I guess this sort of harnesses uh, its inner Rocky Four, you know, which had come out about six or seven years before this. And we're still in the Cold War, apparently, uh, with some <laughs> like Soviet phobias. Um, but finally, our, our guest, Matt Kaminsky, as Peter Brezhnev comes back, he comes out, he's in his underwear and uh, he is um, he let loose and he says he wants his pants back and he's going to take on Screech. Uh, the guys decide to call off the bet. Allison's out of here when she finds out the bet is off. So it's like in this last minute, there's just so much going on. The action is fast and furious in this last minute of this kind of random, almost throwaway episode. It's crazy. And uh, Jesse even kind of says that in her commentary. First, the Russian was winning. Then the Russian was losing. Now the Russian is jumping on stage in his underwear. And <laughs> Allison stands up. That's not Peter. That's a faker. And of course, Mr. Belding's uh, famous line. Well, let's find out who the faker is. <laughs> and of course, it's Zach. And he's like, hats, kidnapping, gambling. That's it. Both teams are disqualified. And uh, the guys tell Mr. Belding, like, oh, if we call off the bet, Will you let these guys play in their match? And uh, so, yeah, there's just a lot going on here. You mentioned Allison breaking up with Guy Guy because he's broke now. Uh, Screech randomly wins rather easily, even though uh, Spassky, who practically invented chess, uh, is Peter Brezhnev's uncle. And so it just didn't make a lot of sense that Screech would win rather easily. So like you said, there's just so much going on in this closing. And then Zach's uh, didn't win the bet, but he has the new serial of the champs, Screechios. Well, um, so as we kind of wind down here, we, we're so grateful to be joined by our guest, uh, Matt Kaminsky. Hit or a miss? We always kind of like to um, end each episode with whether this was a hit or a miss for us. While I ponder it, I'm going to start with you because I still have to think about it for a second. <laughs> well, I mean, when you think back on this episode, you haven't watched it for a while and you just think back and you think, check your mate. That episode, it's all about chess. Like, no, I don't think that's not one of my favorite. It's not memorable. It doesn't stick out to me. I know uh, the Russian comes in. and But when you watch this episode again and we just kind of went through it and we especially that ending, we're just like, there's not a lot going on in this episode, but there is a lot going on in this episode and uh, we just detailed it for you. I actually really like it. Like when you go back and watch it, it's it's not going to be one of my favorites. It doesn't stand out over the test of time. But uh, when you sit down and you watch it, you're there's a lot going on. So you're enthralled because you've got all these little subplots going on. So um, it's probably somewhere in the middle for me. It's not one of my favorites. It's not one of my least favorites. But uh, it definitely holds more water when you're sitting there watching it and not just remembering back. 
Yeah, and I think that as time has gone on, this one, uh, it's maybe one that I didn't see as much um, in syndication. Um, I definitely remember it uh, growing up, of course, but like now watching it, it's like, you know, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking subconsciously, this is not one that I've seen a million times. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, yeah, I do have an appreciation for it. I like the Peter Brezhnev stuff. I always like when they're uh, dueling with Valley over something and the fact that it would happen over something ridiculous as a chess match. (laughs) <laughs> high comedy to me we we heard uh, uh matt say that they wanted him that he was just basically a cartoon character and that's what this was that's what this was about although we've seen so many other more serious themes in this season and we'll see if we get back to that as we continue on here there's um and, a lot more coming up yeah yeah and can we just talk about that interview at least one little part of it here for a second that uh, in their contracts that uh, mark paul i'm sure all the kids but specifically mark paul and mario weren't allowed to do anything, any of the bad behavior, smoke cigarette, drink, I'm sure was in there and stuff like that. And Matt Kaminsky's outside. He's several years older. He's a, he believes he was 19 at that time, smoking a cigarette. And uh, Mark Paul and Mario come out and bum a smoke off him, like at least a puff or two. Uh, can we just talk? That's kind of breaking news here. Yeah, just kind of like they were let off their leash for a second and like had one moment of freedom and just any type of deviant behavior they could get their hands on, they were going to be doing it. I love it. We've always heard the stories about how this cast interacted with each other. And so I think it's uh, it's kind of fits perfectly with what we've heard and from a lot of the other cast members and stuff that, you know, they, uh, you know, th- these were in, at their heart, they were all good kids. Peter Engel said the famous quote to us um, in some of our previous episodes, you can catch some of our uh, interviews with Peter Engel. He said they were perfect. They never missed. And I think that speaks a lot to uh, these people. He's Peter Engel, who was this uh, TV famous TV producer, and he's done so many great things. And he said that this cast of kids never missed. That is huge. That means a lot coming from someone like that that could be seen as somewhat of a, I don't know, kind of a slave driver. He wasn't that way, but TV producers can come off that way. Like you're putting these people here to deliver for you, deliver the ratings. And he said these guys never miss. You know what? With that being the case, if they want to sneak off and <laughs> sneak in a drag of a cigarette, I think we can give them that grace. And uh, to me, it's kind of a funny story, if nothing else. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, nothing bad against them. I mean, these kids are in their contracts. They're told you got to walk the straight and narrow for all these years while you're under contract with NBC and on Saved by the Bell. And uh, so they're not even really allowed to experience anything. So that's what it could have been. Just like, man, we're not allowed to do anything. I see out here smoking. Like, let me just get a drag. Let me just at least experience it, see what it's like, and just see if I like it or not, and just be able to just be a regular teenager for a second. So no one can hold that against them for sure. Well, um, another great episode in the books. Uh, this has been such a labor of love. We started this over a year ago, and I hope that you guys have enjoyed being on this ride with us because uh, we've been trying to not just blow through episodes. We've been trying to schedule guests, and we've had so many on, and we have so many coming up. We have Eddie Garcia who played um, Johnny Dakota coming up. We have Tori herself, Leanna Creel coming up. And because of this, we it's taken us this long to do it because we've been trying to schedule interviews. We've been trying to make it happen. You heard Patrick Muldoon, Jeff Hunter himself earlier in this season. You heard Ed Blatchford, Rod Belding. We were able to do that. And because of that, we had to sacrifice getting through the series as fast as we wanted to. So here we are in season three. We have so much more coming up. Our next episode is going to be Pipe Dreams can't wait to get into that one if you guys like what we're doing please subscribe to the podcast on apple Podcasts, google play stitcher or spotify we can't wait to continue this ride with you i hope that you've been enjoying uh taking this journey back in time with us as we review every episode of saved by the bell right here on saved by nostalgia